Libra, Leo, Cancer, Ralph, Charles, Paul, Larry. buddy how you doing today actually i gotta stop your nose today so you know the cold finally got me finally got me so um that smooth sexy sounding suave guy i'll be back next week what is that some kind of texas thing called stoppy nose uh no that's usually what happens when the weather changes. you know some of us know that effect I never heard of that before. Stoppy nose. Oh, I well, learn something every week. I'm on with you, man. How about you're stop, full of new uh, information? How, how about stopped up nose? Does that work better <laughs> for you? Jammed up, crammed with unpleasant stuff that leaks out all over your face, huh? Ooh, Matthew, that was gross. <laughs> T- what do they say? TMI. That's too much. Too much. Too, too much. much. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Well, I hope I, I hope I didn't freak out our guest today already. You know, we we have a way of doing that pretty fast on this show sometimes. I'm gonna ask her can she make you disappear? <laughs> She's not a magician. She's a psychic. <laughs> okay. Well, well, she gonna explain to me the difference. You know, I'm kind of slow. <laughs> Okay. Haley, are you with us? I am here I and gig- it's Alan. I hear you I hear you giggling in the background. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Um Haley, what I'm gonna do is just tell our guest a little bit about you and then uh, Lamont and I are gonna have a lovely discussion with you, but just let me make sure that you're properly introduced first. Thank uh, you. we have we have today Haley Elise. Haley's multifaceted <laughs> background, per, proficient psychic ability and calming voice make her the perfect candidate as a psychic guide, mentor, or speaker at your conference. Over 30 years of working psychically and studying metaphysics, writing, and teaching, Haley has mastered a myriad of techniques to inspire, prognosticate, I'm sure, Lamont does not know what that word means, and help others enhance their life. She often shares fast and easy ways to circumvent any situation, illustrate a portent for the future, and de-stress any lifestyle. She understands and appreciates natural and paranatural phenomena, blending analytical knowledge with creative flow. She sees the everyday, the spiritual, and all the unusual in between. It is her mission and pleasure to share universal wisdom that applies to us all. Haley, thank you for being with us today. Uh, This should be a very interesting conversation. And I know you're going to talk about empowerment and psychic ability and how they work well together. So it should be an interesting talk about that. And I know we'll have some people who will ask us some questions. But I probably am going to start with Lamont because he's probably Googling prognosticate right now to try to find out what that means. No, no, actually, actually, I was sitting there thinking I know why Haley was laughing is because she know what you're going to say. Actually, I was laughing because you're calling me Haley, and the name is Hallie. Oh, I oh, see. No. Hallie, see, see, see. Ooh. Hallie, my apologies, and Lamont will never let me live this down. <laughs> Ever. He he always he loves to get me when I pronounce people's names wrong. 
<laughs> so it's Hallie. Did I get your last yes, name correctly? Okay, good. Yes, his last name is Elise. Okay, Elise. Elise, you said it. Yes. Well, <laughs> so welcome now that we've again, Hallie. Welcome again, Hallie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, Lamont, if you've got a good question to ask us first. Well, that went to a brilliance that you got last year, last week. I know. <laughs> last week I was brilliant. This week I'm a moron already. <laughs> you take turns. <laughs> yes, it goes Ollie, back and forth. How do you know, you know, um, someone told me once many, many years ago that I had abilities too. Let mm-hmm. me ask you this one. How do you know that you have psychic ability? Truly all people that come to this earth have abilities. We use different terminology. We say intuitive, mother's mother's intuition, gut instinct, or sometimes it's that, hmm, it was a coincidence, or I just knew that. It's not a matter really of how do you know, but are you recognizing that skill set that you already have and also to what degree it exists? Interesting. Because, you know, sometimes you know how – we have this little little thing in our head to say we shouldn't do that, and then we, we, we convince ourselves that we should do it anyway, and then we go ahead and do whatever this thing is, and then you say, damn it, I knew I shouldn't have did that. Correct. It's that idea of I should have listened, I should have listened. Oftentimes when I deal with students because I do teaching in addition to private sessions and programs and all, I'll have a client or a student and more with the students come in and say, you know, I really enjoyed that lesson because I didn't realize I was psychic. I used to do that particular thing when I was a kid. For instance, I always knew when grandma was going to surprise me. I just had a gut feeling about it, and next thing you know, she'd be at the door or she would be, you know, showing up. And it's just that, oh, oh, I didn't realize that was a part of being psychic. So you don't acknowledge it. And like anything else, the more that you focus on it, it expands. The more that you acknowledge it, the more it becomes real in your world and you recognize that, yes, you do have an ability. Mm-hmm. And what would you say, I'm, I'm assuming I'll get this one right, but would you say that certain people have more developed abilities than others, like like we do in anything else, like basketball or whatever? You know, some people, everybody can bounce a ball, but very Correct. few people are going to be like LeBron. Correct, yes. So tell, tell us, um, Hallie, how empowerment and psychic work go together because that's an interesting conversation um, interesting idea when I was thinking about that and we were talking about having you on the show it sounded like a really interesting combination of ideas could you talk a little bit about that absolutely I think people generally see empowerment as okay I have self-motivation or I have the wherewithal to move forward in my life What they don't recognize is that little voice inside of their head that lets them know that, yes, this is the right time to make that move, or yes, it's the right time to share that idea. If you pay attention to that intuitive knowing, which is always with us, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, if you listen to it, it actually helps you step into your power more than if you were just simply following a guidebook. You know, there are so many different wonderful programs, mentors, teachers throughout the world. There are many authors. There are spiritual gurus and religious gurus and just the neighbor next door who can be influential and help motivate you to be more empowered. Mm -hmm. Though, if you just listen to what they say and don't pay attention to that inner voice that says, yes, that's it, or wait, that doesn't feel right, and you just go along because someone said something or someone made the suggestion, then you're not as empowered when you start to listen and you pay attention to not only the wisdom of the teachers that are put in front of you, but as well that own internal knowing, you are 10 times ahead of the game. Mm, Interesting. You know, I it's interesting that you're talking about that because I had an experience just last week, and I, it was after 
I had been, you know, communicating back and forth with you about being on the show, and okay. I was working with this couple. I, I do a lot of couples work, and in the midst of the session, I just had this deep, powerful thought that I decided to share with this guy, and I said, this is what you were in your past life, and I described what it was, and his wife said, oh, my God, that explains all of his problems. <laughs> I've, I don't. I can't remember a time I ever told anybody that, uh, honestly, and all the time I've worked with. But it just popped into my mind so clearly. I thought, okay, I guess, uh, you know, they trust me already. It's, it was a really right. interesting concept. But I, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is, you, when you get these messages, you have to do something with it in order to, to validate it, communicate it, share it, so that maybe you build in your uh, trust of it, I guess. When well, when did you busy. first start realizing um, that you had psychic abilities? Well, ever since I could talk, my mother used to point her finger at me and say, I'm having you tested for psychic ability. When I was about um, 16 or 17, something like that, I said, so when are you going to do it? And she goes, what's the point? We already know the answer. So, you know, <laughs> really and truly, ever since I was very little, I would come out with things that there was no way I could have any previous knowledge of. Mm-hmm. You know, at two years old, you would have no idea about the oil industry. Or my father has always been in one facet or another of the car industry. And at the time when I was a toddler, he was involved with the oil industry. And he had some gentlemen over at the house. They were talking about something. And I walk up to the table and I make some sort of, I don't know, profound statement that I don't recall. And from what I gather, I guess the gentleman at the table looked at my father and said, why would you discuss that with a baby? You know, this is type of thing. So for as long as I can remember, for as long as I could speak, I've been coming out with things. And it's been anything mm. from, um, we'll say, forecasting a brownout in the neighborhood to making sure that certain things were done because a storm was coming and the family said, well, that's ridiculous. We've, we've had no, no warning about it. And then there's, of course, very personal things because I really work on the individual. You talk about empowerment. And for me, my, my biggest joy is seeing that an individual literally, literally, excuse me, recognizes their own strength, their own power, their place in the world. Well, how does, how does the psychic sense connect with empowerment? Meaning, um, you know, if, if, for example, if I have somebody I'm working with who is, um, has a kind of a block to to their own uh, successful uh, business. Um, do you you have a, a psychic awareness of what that might be, or how do you how do you deal with that? For the majority of the time, somebody I sit with or I'm on the phone with, they may turn around and say something to the effect of, um, I'm feeling discontent, and I'll turn around and say, that's because you're not enjoying, let's say, your job. You're waking up in the morning and you're going because it's an obligatory situation for finances, but your heart's not really in it. And my feeling is you're very creative, so why are you working with things that are analytical? If you would go back to that music that you love and go back to dancing, you would really make your heart happy and be working at the thing that you love. And the person could turn around and go, oh, my God, you were so right on. I, as a child, dreamed of being a dance teacher. I have all sorts of choreography background, but my family said, don't go in that direction. You'll never make any money. So they talked me into going into accounting. And so I went into accounting because I thought it was the right thing to do. So in those situations, what comes to me is not just a portent of what is to be, but it is the knowledge of how to direct the person so that they can be more in charge of their present. Hmm. Interesting. Um, One moment, please. I think we have another caller. Hmm? Hello, 516, you're on. Oh, hi. I'm enjoying the conversation and the Kelly's very correct in what she's saying. I equate psychic to spirituality in a different sense, and I have opened my heart to allow direction for what I'm working on is actually functioning as a global visionary to transform global economics, education, politics, religion, and more rooting out corruption globally and bringing in new paradigms 
based on spirituality and unconditional agape love. And everybody has the abilities to do these things, but they're not open to that because they haven't gotten in touch with their spirituality correctly. Hmm. Would you mind? Would you mind telling us uh, who who's speaking? Oh, not at all. I, I'll share my name, and if I can, a couple of websites because I've had a very bizarre life, uh, which and I don't want to take away from Hallie uh, for her time. But my name is Hugh H U G H. The last name is Trollson. That's spelled T like Tom R A U L S E N like Nancy. And uh, there's a site Creativity seven 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 dot com which has a copy of a letter from President Obama to me related to the economy, a poem I dedicated to my Earth Angel wife titled Caring Sharing. That poem is in the President Ronald Reagan Library and actually tomorrow is the anniversary, December nineteenth, nineteen eighty three. He proclaimed the day National Care and Share Day. You can read the proclamation on that blog and Maya Angelou actually commented on my poem, I'm currently looking to utilize the poem to help the people of Haiti who can't help themselves. Well, here you have to send us your uh, email address, and we'll talk to you about yeah, it on the show the, some point. I don't use email by choice, but uh, if somebody in the screening room can uh, check with me, I'll give you some additional information. Okay. And I'd love to speak with uh, Hallie also if she has an interest. Hallie, okay, we'll, 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 arrange, you, we'll, arrange, we'll arrange something uh, once we're off the air and uh, somebody okay. from our office will get in contact with you. Wonderful. Right. Keep listening. Thanks, Lamont. Hallie, do right, you, you talk about economy and in, in um, looking into the future or difficulties, or do you do like social issues, or is it mostly working with individual people? Hallie? Ben. Pardon? I'm here. Okay. Uh, Did you hear my question? I did. For some reason, you didn't hear me, so (laughs) I don't know what's going on with the phone lines. I didn't didn't hear you. Try me. No worries. Okay. Generally speaking, I do one-on-ones with individuals. I have a lot of folks, though, that business people that come to me to ask me directly about their business. And I have in the past accurately forecasted information about certain events that were coming (laughs) to to be. I, I can tell you, if you're looking at the U.S. specifically and some of the changes that are coming up, mm-hmm. really we have to have patience, all kidding aside. I know this past election there's lots of opinions and lots of emotional outrage, and it's just been very interesting because the gentleman who just called in, Hugh, was talking about raising consciousness, and I truly believe that what's taking place here has more to do with us as a people are learning how to ascend in our own thinking and consciousness and how we put forth an effort into our world than it does mm-hmm. implicitly about the economic system. All that being said, my feel is we're, I'll say, four months roughly into the next term, I get there being a major shift as far as interest. I get there being a major shift taking place with some of the things that we've taken for granted. Um, you could take a look at school loans. You could take a look at mortgages as, as an example. But I feel like things are going to be kind of shaken up within a very early part of that first term that we'll get wind of it. As far like, as like the, the, like the end I'm of sorry, the world you? coming in four months. <laughs> <laughs> no, From one of those, uh, holy crap. Let's get he wasn't here. supposed to ask that question, Matthew. <laughs> No, you You're trying know, to start really a global funny. panic. Oh, no. It's it's very funny. Do you remember uh, before 2012, everybody was freaked out. Are the aliens coming? Is it the end of the world? The computers are going to crash. All of these things. Yes. Do you, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I yes. was I was 
I was at an expo and I was on a panel and there were several of us, including a dear friend of mine who's also very well known. And quite a few of the folks in the audience asked about this. And we both did, like at the same time in unison said, the world's not ending so fast. Like, get over it. Stop worrying about it. And as far as an economic crash in the U.S., we've had a couple of those already, but they've been very subdued. The, the average person hasn't even felt a ripple. You know, they could turn around and say, well, oh, things yeah. are going up all around me, but my income hasn't changed. So there's an awareness yeah. of that. But they mm-hmm. haven't really seen what's taken place with the current of the bank. They haven't really seen what's taken place in respect to the pharmacologists and with large corporations and the fact that in the U.S. at this point, we have a lot of folks from other countries that own big profit machines. So we are coming to a shift here. And like I said, I feel like at the beginning of the term of the new presidency, we are going to get wind within, like I said, feels like to me roughly the first four months of major change coming in. And I feel as if people initially are going to be somewhat appalled, like, oh, my gosh, how, how can that be done? In time, and it feels like it's roughly two years it'll take, we will definitely see a transmutation of what's been taking place with our economical system. And what's really going to be fascinating is, you know, we're looking at the euro dollar being one thing, and we're looking at um, – let's say going to South America where finance has a different equation and then we're looking at Canada and everywhere we go, money has a different value system. I get the sense that before the first term is completed, we're going to notice that we're not going to be that far apart. And it's actually, we'll say opposite of what I feel the futurists have been saying in respect to money. So do you feel like that's going to be good or bad? No, I actually feel like it's going to be a nice change. It is going to be positive when it's all said and done. The problem is when things start to turn, it's going to put a few of the larger companies on their end, and they're not going to be very happy. Okay, I have a question, maybe two. Okay, maybe three. (laughs) I see you listed as um, one of the top 100 psychics, Uh, First, how did that come about? And the second, have you dealt or do you deal with any law enforcement in terms of your abilities? Okay, so in respect to the first question, the top 100 standing, uh, years ago there was an investigative reporter who a couple of years ago, and I say years ago, she was an investigative reporter for over 20-some-odd years, decided to start investigating psychic phenomena, psychics, see who had clout, who didn't, who was accurate, who wasn't, and she launched an investigation for several years and then came up with what she construed as the top 100 in the U.S. in respect to accuracy, in respect to reliability, in respect to integrity. So that's why I got included in that. As to the second question, which is working with Law, law enforcement, I really haven't done anything recently. Years ago, I worked with the FBI on a regular basis, and on occasion I worked with the, we'll say, local security of different companies. Okay, I'm just wondering, because they seem like we always see psychics helping um, detective or somebody on television, mm-hmm. and Sometimes they'll give them their proper respect, but then it's always like kind of hush-hush to the side, you know. Yes, and that still happens today. Again, I have a couple of friends that are in that arena, and they can very proudly say they work with law enforcement, but law enforcement does not advertise it. It still makes them uncomfortable. (laughs) And as much really and truly as we have grown as a society and we understand sometimes there are things greater than ourselves that we can't explain, there are individuals who look at things very analytically and very with a very linear mind. So for them, even if the psychic has assisted them in taking care of a case, it may not be comfortable. Yeah, they stuck on stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> I, I hold nothing. I repeat nothing. <laughs> it's confidential, Lamar. It's confidential. <laughs> confidential with a million listeners, yes? <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Well, I have to, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that in respect to working with law enforcement, I have to tell you, with the FBI, I was brought some cases that were very unpleasant. And in as much as I like to help, once you see something, you cannot unsee it. You know, if someone asks you something about a particular case and you get this image in your head of what that looks like, it cannot be unseen. And I really would prefer to focus on matters that help individuals, the community, society in a different way. That's totally understandable. Why why infect yourself with a whole bunch of more negative stuff and unpleasantries exactly. if you don't have to? Exactly. So, Hallie, can we talk about energy just a little bit? Because I know that that's an important subject in, in your conversation. So when you talk about energy, what kind of energy are you referring to? Well, I'm not talking about the physical energy that, like, I'm tired or I'm not tired, you know, where I can run a marathon or not, though there is a small aspect that overlaps. I'm talking about kinetic energy, psychic energy. So that is the energy that is produced by our divine connection. That is the energy that is produced by us having an essence, uh, if you will, a soul or a spirit that resides within us that always exists no matter what. And that energy can be expanded upon. And the excellent example of that would be to say when somebody meditates, they find that their entire body relaxes. They find that they have more mental acuity. They find that their intuitive ability is peaked. Mm-hmm. They find that they have an, more of a flow take place in their world. And that's because they bring themselves in alignment with that personal energy as well as what is out in the universe. Mm. Okay. And so if do you work with people to shift that energy, to change it, to bring in a connection to a different level of it? How, how do you, what do you do with that? Okay, there's many different ways of shifting energy, and there's something that you want to consider as well, and that is no matter where you are, there is an energy signature or imprint within the environment. Even if it's a brand-new environment that somebody just built, the energy from the people who were there building the place has left a residual, okay. we'll say, you know, essence. And it, what's kind of funny and the best way to really make sense of this is a real good analogy and very simple, and that is you walk into a restaurant and the hostess or the maitre d' you know, escorts you to a table and you instantaneously go, mm, do we have to sit there? Can we? And then you point in a different direction and say, can we sit over there instead? And you don't do it because there's anything wrong with the space, but it just doesn't feel right. Keep that in mind here for a moment. Mm-hmm. That being said... Every piece of furniture, everything on the planet has its own, we'll say, pulse or life or energy. Now, if you, let's say, normally exist on a, a, we'll use a scale of 1 to 10. On a scale of 1 to 10, you're at a 4 or 5. And you find that life is sometimes difficult and sometimes it's okay. And, you know, you're kind of in the middle of the road. But you decide that you are going to start shifting your thoughts. Thoughts have energy as well. So you mentioned the word negative before. A negative thought, if you're constantly repeating it, has a lower vibration or lower energy than a positive thought. So if Mm -hmm. a person did nothing else other than check in with themselves and shift their verbiage to a more constructive line of thinking, a more constructive way of conversing, they would raise their energy. Anybody who walks in nature, raises their energy. Anybody who plays with animals, plays with nature, raises energy, digs in the garden, raises energy, dances, raises energy, uh, gets sunlight, meditates, works with qigong, uh, tai chi, any sort of energy work itself, such as using Reiki or I'm going to say, I'm trying to think of here another example that would be really familiar. And just drew a blank. Wow. Um, Reconnective. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) That came in from elsewhere. Reconnective healing, any sort of healing work. When one goes in and focuses on the benefit of another, they raise their own frequency, their own energy. Oh, okay. That's a nice idea. And there's lots of simple ways to do it. You know, there's an excitement when somebody is giving us energy, such as applause or a compliment, 
but there is a different type of excitement and enjoyment that is perceived when we do some, but something for someone else. And again, right. it raises the vibration. Okay. So if, for instance, you are working in an environment that you're not too fond of, and I use work as an example a lot of the times in many different situations because it's something real easy for people to relate to, but it applies to interpersonal relationships as well. But if you're in a situation where you're feeling eh, just it's not going the way that you want it, you can fall prey to that part of it, which is it's not going well, and say, you know, I should just give up or I should let this go or, you know, I need to get out of here. You find lots of different reasons that are in alignment with that particular energy. Or you could take a look and say, this is not comfortable for me. I would like something better and start looking at what is better. Does better mean communicating differently? Does better mean trusting more? Does better mean coming in with a more cheerful attitude? All of those things have to do with raising vibration, which is shifting your energy. Okay. Hopefully that answered that. <laughs> Went on there. Uh, Sorry. No, that's fine. That was fine. So do you do you have people come to you? I think you you said it a few minutes ago. Do you have people coming to you and asking you questions about their businesses and what direction they should go or what's getting in the way of them moving to another level kind of uh, question? I do. I, do. I have. It, it's kind of interesting because across the board, I can't say that there's a specific de- um, demographic. I have folks from say 20 years old till mm, 68 years old, just as an average. (laughs) There's a big, big average there coming in. It seems that certain age groups have more of an interest in certain areas. I have a lot of business folks that come in, and in the business arena, it seems that more men come to me in respect to business, whereas when it comes to romance, more women come to me. Okay. So when Lamont, do you have a question? No, I was just uh listening. Okay. She she answered my question because uh when we're speaking on energy, um I was thinking is there a negative energy and a positive energy, but she answered that. Okay. So people talk about romance a lot or they talk about their business a lot. Um, that's what I'm hearing, the two two major Areas of where romance would have to do with relationships and things like that. Um, the reason I'm asking you is I've been very concerned about a. Uh, I, I have a kind of an adopted son. I, I say adopted; he's not technically adopted, but I sort of spiritually adopted him. And he has a business venture he's working on. It's extremely important to him, and he's looking for uh, investors. And I just wondered how that could how your kind of insight could be useful to him in in making that step forward and, and bridging that gap between him and where he needs to be because it's it's such a an important thing for him and mm-hmm. this this business and i think it has enormous possibilities and that there seems to be something somewhat in the way or or maybe it's just a lack of patience. You know, sometimes it's hard to say. Am I, is, right. Are things flowing the way they need to flow, and I'm just a person who doesn't have enough patience, or is there something in the way for that? I can tell you from just what we're saying, it's not so much patience, and it's not that he doesn't have the talent or the, we'll say, mental fortitude to get it done. It's that he's selling the wrong aspect. He's looking to get people in based on what he thinks he should be telling them. What he needs to be actually, meaning he's telling them what he thinks they want to hear to be an investor, to get involved. And what he should really be doing is selling himself and his enthusiasm and his own knowledge. Hmm. If he would work more on that, he would have the investor showing up faster. I feel like in his head, he knows this could be done, but it's that whole idea of, well, when this happens, I can bring it together. Well, when that happens, I can bring it together. He's got to take that out of the equation and start focusing on, I'm making this happen now. And I'm making it happen now because I am so excited and so joyful and so motivated that I cannot see my life without this. Meaning that his why has to be better and bigger than the how. Oh, interesting. 
Interesting. Well, he's so, certainly yeah. committed. If, if if he, uh, I'll, I'll I'll rephrase this a little bit because I kind of went off again <laughs> in my own world there. Uh, if he were to come in and we'll say share this information, one of the things I would pick up on is, you know, how much has he actually accomplished within himself? Because the biggest thing that I keep get coming back to is there is the ability there, but he has to believe more in himself and the idea that other people are going to believe in him. Uh, how do you get people to have that shift in terms of believing in themselves? I'm really interested how you would approach that from an empowerment combination empowerment and psyching point of view that's like some for many people that's a really gigantic step i think to take how do i go from not believing in myself to believing in myself right i find that so many people make the assumption that they have to go from zero to a hundred overnight so that's the first thing that you have to look at you have to look at are you one of those individuals that instantaneously makes change? Probably not if you're coming in to see me. You know? So first is honesty with yourself, recognizing where have you been up to this point? That's number one. Number two is being able to say, what have I done that I have accomplished and completed successfully? And it can be the most minute thing in the world, but and I'm going to go back to the idea of energy and empowerment here. And I'm going to give an example. Well, I've never done anything substantial, but the first time my dad taught me how to ride a bike without the train wheels, I did really great. I was able to ride down the street and stop the bike on my own. That's the only Hmm. thing that I can remember. So if that person says that, what they've just done is, A, they have raised their vibration within themselves, which means they have the ability now to attract something with a higher frequency, which means that what they're putting out into the world is more receptive to acting and interacting. And B, mm-hmm. they have now a focal point of success. See, too many times individuals get caught up in, as an adult, I have not gotten to where I want to be. Or as an adult, I can't see me getting to that next place. I don't know how to do it. There's too mm-hmm. much time on what it looks like when you get there, how to get there. And again, it's the why versus the how. If you say that the why is so important because it makes my heart happy, that's where you begin. If you're honest with yourself and say, oh, I'm only doing this because I know it'll make me money, then that's the wrong place for the person to be. So for me, if somebody's sitting, I would intuitively go to what was the reasoning that they wanted to get to that next step And if I felt that they were only doing it because there was provocation from a friend or a family member or it was because in their mind their belief system was that it was the only way to do things, we would work on that first. We would first work on neutralizing an old belief. And a belief really is nothing more than something you think over and over again or something that you've heard over and over again. And it is that Mm -hmm. internal personal programming that needs to be shifted. But it doesn't necessarily need to be shifted in 30 seconds or, or less. And I think so often you have people that believe they can't do it because they haven't done it instantaneously. You know, we always hear that expression, uh, overnight success. Overnight success oftentimes is a 40-year overnight success or a 15-year yeah. overnight success. Mm-hmm. But the average person around them doesn't recognize that. They just go, wow, look what you did. So it comes down to, for me, really very simplistically, so I can make this more succinct, and that is, A, recognizing are they honoring themselves with their belief system, and if not, are they open and willing to start working on that to make a shift, and B, if they're being true to themselves and they know this is the thing that they really, truly desire, are they willing to allow themselves to approach it in a different way to make it happen, and C, are they, and it all has to do with willingness. C is, are they willing to, on a consistent basis, raise their vibrations to allow better things to come into their scope? Mm. Okay. I got so a super person, intelligent. I have a pardon? super intelligent question that may not be <laughs> super intelligent. But I'm going to ask it anyway. All righty, let's go. <laughs> Does does having faith that something is going to manifest 
and having a psychic ability ever walk hand in hand or do they ever collide? Occasionally they collide. I think and that was a really good question. I, like that I think that's an excellent question. Excellent. And I'll tell you yes. why. It really is an excellent question because sometimes our faith is convoluted. And uh, I'm going to give a really funny, funny personal example here. I had a sense that it was time for, and this is going back several years, that it was time for a new car. And my, my desire was to have a pretty little sports car. But I wasn't financially in the space to do it. But my faith was knowing it was going to happen. And intuitively, again, it felt right. I had a client that came over and ironically, out of the blue, said, I have a Turbo Z. I don't want it anymore. Would you like it? And I said, well, how much? And the, and the client says, no, I don't want you to buy it. I want to give it to you. It belonged to my ex, and I want nothing to do with it because it belonged to my ex. I am happy oh to have it towed to your house. And I'm thinking, wow, this is awesome. Wow, I knew there was a car coming. I was excited. I believed. I knew I didn't have to worry about money, and this person's going to have it delivered to my door. How amazing is that? I never asked if the car ran. So the car gets delivered. Yes, this is true. <laughs> And it did not have an engine. <laughs> oh, my God. She had blown up the engine. So, so my faith <laughs> and my intuition kind of quieted on that one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I thought something was off when you said, I'm going to have it towed. <laughs> right. But see, in my mind, I thought, oh, isn't that kind of her? She's thinking about me. I didn't have to drive or have somebody drive with me to drive two different cars. I figured... You know, my head never even went to that there could be something wrong because my face was such that I was getting my sports car. <laughs> and that is true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That didn't work out too great, but you got the car. But I did. And it was beautiful. I mean, truly, it was beautiful from one end to the other, from the inside out. <laughs> All except for the missing engine part. <laughs> the thing we have to remember is faith and intuition are beautiful and make great bedfellows, though there is a higher power than ourselves. So we have to be open to things showing up perhaps in different ways than we anticipate. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the operative word, being open. Yes. Yes, that's certainly true. (laughs) You know, the car was a a silly type of thing, but by the same token, if your faith has it that you are being provided for and your intuition is saying you need to be on 34th Street in Miami at 2 o'clock on Monday, and you're going, well, this makes no sense. And your intellect is fighting with you going, why on earth would I possibly do that? Why do I even think about that? But that aspect of you that has faith says, well, if this is popping into my awareness, there's got to be some value to it. And then you go ahead and you show up on that street at that particular time. And there's a person walking by who you recognize is your long lost love. And both of you have been recently made single and fall in love again. Again, they make great bedfellows. It's just simply a matter of being open and being able to recognize that there is that inner voice that is guiding you. You got that, Matthew? I got it. I got it. (laughs) So... So Lamont, so Holly, you should ask, uh, you were Ill you should ask years her about ago. your romantic How did that, how did that influence your work, or was your work before your illness or after your illness? No, I was working psychically before I took ill, and actually it was the psychic knowing and the faith that kept me moving forward. After about two uh, and a half years. go that word again. There go that faith word again. Exactly. <laughs> You know, after about two and a half years of running to doctors and then either telling me I needed a vacation or um, 
I was making it up or the blood work looked fine. So they, there was absolutely nothing wrong. There was this part of me that said, you know, I'm just going to be still for a while. I, I know that things are one way or the other. I will find out what's going on. And I left it alone. Must have been less than a month later. I was at a red light and this young driver hit me from the rear. And I got out and I'm not one of these people that, that curses. I yelled, what were you thinking? Which is really funny that that was the only thing that came out of my mouth. But as a direct result of the car accident, I had an injury to my vertebrae. So I had to go for um, MRIs, CAT scans, you know, all this happy horse pucky. I got a phone call the following day from the doctor saying, we need to talk. You need to come in. And so I'm thinking, okay, must be something really cockamamie, <laughs> a nice old-fashioned word there, with the vertebrae, and I'm going to go in and see what that is, never thinking that it was anything else. And, again, you know, it's because my consciousness is such that I'm kind of in the moment and what comes next, I'm just going to go with it. So I show up, and the doctor says they found a mass that needs to be investigated. And it's not in the vertebrae. It's, in, it's kind of in the front here, and it's near the neck area. So I say, okay, and I go and I get it investigated. And sure enough, it ended up being Hodgkin's disease. That's the short oh, version. Boy. But when I was running to the doctors telling them I didn't feel good and they were telling me you're a hypochondriac, you need a vacation, why are you here, there was still that faith that no matter what needed to be done, it was going to be done one way or the other. And when mm-hmm. I stopped going to the doctors, there was that infinite faith that mm-hmm. it was going to be taken care of. And truly, when I got diagnosed, it, it was almost comical because in my head I went, woohoo, now I know what it is. I can take care of it. Both <laughs> is somebody who would have went, oh, my God, I'm going to die. You know, that really wasn't a thought. And on an oh, intuitive level, that, thank you. But that inner voice said to me, do you want to be here? And I heard myself in mm-hmm. my head say, but of course, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. Wow, so good question. Whole, pardon? That's a good question. Do you want to be here? Right, because, again, it was part of it, that intuitive knowing that I was going to get an answer. Part of it was faith that I was where I needed to be, even when I stopped seeing doctors. Part of it was faith that the answer would come, which it did. And then even with getting diagnosed, um, there was really never a place where I I felt that I wasn't going to be here because I heard it like immediately, you know, do you want to be here? My answer was yes. So mm-hmm. there, there was nothing. What was I going to be concerned about? And I'm not being facetious because I know this is very serious. A lot of people get diagnosed with yeah. different types of cancers mm-hmm. and immediately go into fright. And it doesn't yeah. matter what their religious belief is. And it doesn't matter how safe they are or their belief that the medical system is great. A lot of people automatically go into fear. And that's yeah. okay. That's, that's who they are and who they need to be in that moment. But what I'd like to suggest to anybody listening is if someone who's recently got a diagnosis, that they get quiet for a moment and they ask themselves, would they like to remain here? And if so, if their answer is yes, to have the faith that the divine is going to provide, that the doctors are mm-hmm. going to provide, that the situations oh, yeah. will fill up so they can be taken care of. I think that's good advice. Lamont, I'm having a psychic intuition here that you might be getting a special phone call. Okay. Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get the phone call yet? Already. uh, So much special person. I I already told Santa what I wanted. No, I mean the phone call coming in to talk. You mean Uh, we don't get to talk to Santa tonight? I don't know. Well, actually, nobody didn't raise their nobody didn't raise their hand. So, of course. Oh, there's know. a caller calling in. I'm telling you, there's a caller calling in that we need to talk to. Well, tell them to press one on their phone. Tell them to press one on their phone. Press the one on press one on their phone, and it will <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, tell them press press one on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I'm, I'm not going to be sick forever, so you can laugh at me like this. <laughs> okay. You 954, you on. There you go. 
Hello. I pressed one on my phone and I got through. Yay. (laughs) This is a very special person here. Okay, so I was prompted. Lamont, do you know who this is? No, but I hope she I hope she identifies herself so I know who she Identify is. yourself. Tell them Lamont, I know you. Lamont and Matthew, I know you and Haley, I'm gonna get to know you, maybe someday. This is Sonny. Sonny. Well, so one of us is on the milk cart and the other one of us is in the witness protection program, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't speak on Holly, you know. Uh. Hallie, this is Hallie. quite a crew. You're holding up okay. I'm hearing this all on, on air, live, and you're you're hanging in there with these guys. I'm impressed. Yeah, Hallie, you're I, pretty just wanna, I just want to let you know, Hallie, that this is the love of my life who just called in. So I was, oh. This is an extremely important person to me. So hi, sweetheart. Hi, honey. <laughs> I, finally did it. I finally called in because I have a question for Hallie. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. All right. I like this topic. That's why he 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 did encourage me. I I must not tell a lie. But um okay. you know, I've been what? What, honey? No, go ahead. Anyway, okay. Anyway, um how I like the topic you you are discussing and talking about raising consciousness and listening to your intuition and everybody has that ability. I've been skirting around these these uh issues and these uh, little intuitions for a long time. And I really do have a question for you, if you can direct me on the right, you know, on the right path here, because most of the time I kind of stuff it in the back of my brain and I don't listen and I can't take the next step. And I've always wanted to do some kind of medical intuition, but I've been teaching in a physical therapist assistant program now for five years. And I love mm-hmm. to teach healers, so I just thought maybe you'd have a have a little guiding word. Uh, it depends on where you're living, but what I'm hearing in my head that would probably be very helpful to you is healing touch. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, it is an it's, it's an energy work. It's also a a technology, and it's accepted by the nursing community and in a lot of the hospitals. There is. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the hospital. Okay, Imperial Point in, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's considered Fort Lauderdale or Pompano, but I do know that they have, and I'm trying to recall the woman's name. I I can't recall her name, but there is this lovely lady who does programs there, and I know they do some of the training there. They do some of the training in one of the Catholic hospitals a little further south, but healing touch will give you that opportunity to use your medical wisdom along with mm-hmm. intuitive and combine that so that you could use allopathic and holistic medicine together, not only for your own edification, but for the ability to teach others. Ah, oh, that's very interesting. Thank you. I know exactly where Imperial Point is. Okay, and great. Yeah, yeah. And healing touch. Now, I've heard of it, and I have taken... I kind of uh, took a course, the Barbara Brennan course, and I've done Reiki mm-hmm. in the past, and I just got, mm-hmm. I've gotten away from it. And I know what you mean about vibration, because it's either you're, when I'm surrounded by it, it's a, it's in a totally different feel. Um, yes. When you're in the presence of that all the time, versus where I am now, so I've kind of been taken out of that. So I, I really, you know, I am contemplating on which way to go at this point. I just and and it's right. You, you want to pay the bills. You know, you have to make sure that this is a of viable course. solution, something you can live on doing, mm-hmm. and um, be happy and soul fulfilled. So, thank you. I'd like to make a absolutely. I'd like to make a suggestion, if I may. In the mornings yes. when you get up, in the mornings when you get up before you even begin your day, sit on the edge of your bed, close your eyes. Think a happy thought. I don't care if it's floating on a cloud, in a pool, it's your first kiss, it's um, holding a puppy, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But get whatever thought it is that would make you smile in the forefront of your mind and breathe. Mm -hmm. Set your clock, set your clock for five minutes and do nothing Mm -hmm. for five minutes other than breathe and focus Mm -hmm. on this sense of something happy. That 
right away raise your frequency so that you start to be more in the flow of your day. Oh, that's an excellent, excellent, yeah, simple is right. Mm -hmm. I have to be diligent. (laughs) Well, if need be, if need be, you go ahead and you actually just set your clock for five minutes earlier. Or yeah. you decide to take five minutes extra in the bathroom and lock the door and put a note on that says, do not disturb unless the house is under fire. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> treat treat, 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 treat Matt he's kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that, honey? Yes, did I did. Hey, Hallie, I wanted her to call in because I think she has – a lot of ability and eight ability yeah. in this field and yet needs encouragement about it. So I was hoping she was going to call in. Yeah, there's concern here. And let, let's be honest in respect to finances. And I think really and truly what you have to pay attention to is remembering that you have a roof over your head where you are in this moment is safe and sound. You have food in the refrigerator. You're always going to have bills. doesn't matter mm-hmm. what your income level is. But mm-hmm. if, you do, if you do that thing, that really makes you feel good, and you're helping others, and that's a biggie for you, helping others and making a difference. If you're doing yeah. that more frequently and doing it in a way that you feel energized as well, it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. So true. I hear you. Okay. All right. It's a little bit out of time. Step by step. Sounds like a good that's direction. It. The breathing is a good start, a couple of minutes a day. I mean, really and truly, it's not laborious. Okay. No, I could do that. Sounds good. Did you hear that, honey? Yes, I did. uh, (laughs) I did, sweetheart. You can hold me to it now, Hallie. That's it. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you. I I really appreciate your input. Glad I called in. Thanks, guys, for for letting me join. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, sweetheart. Uh, Yep. Thank you, Sonny. All right. Um, Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Holly, we we're down to the last few minutes of the show, and I want you to tell us about your two books that you wrote, and then let our listeners know how they can get in contact with you and stuff. Okay, one of them is co-written by a friend of mine, John Castagini. It was done in. I think 2000, well, we worked on it in 2000, published in 2001. It is called Treasures Within, Meditation with a Friend. And the reason it has that subtitle of Meditation with a Friend is because you can be your own best friend or the the practices in the book itself is set up that you can work with another person if you choose. It's very simple. It's easy to read. You literally can open the book to whatever page is comfortable, and you will find that there's information in that page. What I love to do, and I always suggest to those that I work with, is if you're drawn to something, open the book and just see where you land. Because the majority of the time, there are intuitive messages, or if you will, spiritual messages coming in in ways that you don't normally perceive. If you just thumb through, you'll find that there's a message and it starts to build your confidence that yes, there is a sigil. There is something around that shows you where you're supposed to go. So again, that's treasures within meditation with a friend. And the other is a part of the thank God I series and it's volume two. So thank God I, and it's volume two and it's a compilation series with several different authors It was endorsed by Jack Canfield. Some of you may know him from Chicken Soup of the Soul or Chicken Soup for the Soul. And it tells about going from adversity to transformation or going from illness to wellness. I have my story and brevity there in respect to the Hodgkin's disease and how that Mm -hmm. transformed and how that came about. Right. And both both of those can be gotten really at any bookstore or online at Amazon, which is real easy. As far as contact, my website is the same as my name. It's Hallie, H-A-L-L-E-Y, Elise, E-L-I-S-E dot com. So that's HallieElise dot com. Or my office number locally in Florida is 561-755-2166. And those I would are like to thank you. 
Thank you so much, Holly, for joining us. We really enjoyed you, and uh, I'm sure Matthew's going to be getting in contact with you very, very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It was lovely, and and thanks so much for sharing with Sonny, and it's been great to have you. And we wish you the best, and uh, Lamont, you asked some really great questions tonight. I'm proud of you, boy, even with the stop (laughs) nose. Thank you. It means so much to me that you're proud of me. I'm going to have a happy rest of my day. That's right. Enjoy that California sunshine out there, buddy. (laughs) All right, Holly, this show will be available um, for all your listeners and everybody that didn't get to hear the show in the next few moments. Lovely. Okay, I'll get my assistant to grab the link and start posting it on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Ta-da! Absolutely. All righty then. Thank you so much, Holly. All right. Have a wonderful night and happy, happy holidays. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.